You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today's show is part of the monthly Waste Not series in which we discuss food-related waste and other ways that households and communities can act locally to contribute to global change. We'll be discussing the United Nations Day of Awareness of Food Loss and Waste coming up on September 29th and hear what innovations and progress Canada is making with Jason Bayajan, Director, Food Policy Division, Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. Welcome, Jason. Thank you for the opportunity and great to be with you today, Peggy. We're really excited to have you, Jason. Since 2019, the United Nations has organized a day of awareness of food loss and waste. Why is it important for us to dedicate a day once a year across the globe to address this priority? Food loss and waste is a huge global issue. The United Nations has estimated that around one third of global food production is either lost or wasted throughout our supply chains, from farms to households and everywhere in between. While governments, businesses and consumers around the world are taking action, uh, there's a need to raise greater awareness, both about the problem of food loss and waste and the solutions. Right. And and coming together as the human family on how we're going to unify and do this. We'll talk more after the break around specifically how Canada is doing its part for that. But before we get to that uh, level of dialogue, what's the difference, Jason, between food loss and food waste? And do we need this distinction? It is important. Both terms refer to the decrease in quantity of food intended for human consumption as it moves through the supply chain. The main difference between these two terms is where in the food supply chain this decrease occurs. Food loss refers to the decrease in food that occurs at the earlier parts of the food supply chain, uh, namely production, processing, transport, and distribution before it reaches the market. Food waste, on the other hand, occurs when a food is available at market but is not consumed, including in retail such as grocery stores, restaurants, and food services, um, institutions like schools and hospitals, and also in households. This distinction is valuable because the causes of food loss and waste differ. For example, food loss could occur because of insufficient labor to harvest food or inadequate storage during transportation that leads to spoiled food, whereas food waste might occur because retailers or consumers throw out food that would otherwise be safe and healthy just because it's past due, it's best before date. Okay, so it is an important distinction. Really easy to remember food loss is on the production side, pre-consumer, and food waste is on the consumer side. So we can get really specific about our strategy and exactly where in the cycle we need to get improvements, but also we have a lot of specialized knowledge across the continuum in our agri-food industry, and we can work with the people who are most likely to have the answers with that distinction. Also, it's probably helpful with tracking in terms of where is the food lost and how we can measure our successes. I know one of the goals of the United Nations Day of Awareness of Food Loss and Waste coming up on September 29th is for public and private sectors both at the national and local levels, to coordinate and prioritize efforts. Is this possible, Jason? I would say uh, not only is this possible, it's it's essential. Food loss and waste is truly a systemic issue. It involves every one of us, and it's going to take leadership at all levels to address it. From global organizations to local NGOs, frontline workers to industry leaders, governments, academics, and consumers, we all have a role to play to effectively tackle food loss and waste. Supporting efforts across all levels can help us to ensure that uh, we are understanding the issue, that we're taking complementary actions, and that we're learning lessons from each other's successes and and challenges. It's also important that each of us take a collective systems-based approach when tackling food loss and waste. 
uh, food systems are interconnected, uh, which means that actions in one part of the food system can have unintended consequences in other parts. For example, if a retailer is trying to cut down its food waste by cancelling surplus orders at the last minute, it might just end up shifting the problem upstream in the supply chain because now the manufacturers will have to deal with the surplus. By coordinating our efforts and using a whole-of-chain approach, we can try to find solutions that deal with the root causes of the problem and not just to move it around. I really like that you had talked about coordinated and uh, collaborative and that we need all hands on deck and that we have different vantage points, whether it's being handled locally for a very nuanced supply system in terms of a food loss and waste uh, response. However, we need a national perspective. And as you had mentioned, that bird's eye view almost to kind of coordinate and integrate all of the strategies, but also share successes and innovations and really spreading the word. And I think that that really is, well, just like what we're doing on the show, local change for global impact. So really, really great that Canada is working on the United Nations Day of Awareness of Food Loss and Waste coming up on September 29th. So that's great. And uh, as you described, the coordination and integration needed to respond not only as a nation, but globally, we're going to need strong governance, education and development, but real partnerships. That sounds like so much to do. Where do we start? You're absolutely right about this. Uh, since food loss and waste is a multifaceted issue, it's going to require a multifaceted response. And as I mentioned earlier, collaboration is key. A collaboration across Canada's food systems is one of the overarching principles that guided the development of the food policy for Canada and underpins the implementation of the food policy initiatives, including those aimed at reducing food loss and waste. Last year, as part of the United Nations Food Systems Summit, we held a series of dialogues with a broad set of participants from across Canada's diverse food systems. The first dialogue we hosted was on food loss and waste, and we spoke with participants about their ideas and ways to foster collaboration. We heard many interesting ideas that could help bring people together to address food loss and waste, such as uh, national reduction targets, uh, a common measurement and monitoring framework, public-private partnerships, incentives for the adoption of innovative solutions, and hubs or networks that consolidate efforts around communications, research data, innovation, and best practices. The commitments and actions identified by participants informed the development of Canada's National Pathways document, which we recently consulted Canadians on. Uh, once finalized, Canada's National Pathways document will help chart ways to make progress towards healthier, more sustainable, and more equitable and resilient food systems. Uh, you also mentioned governance. Uh, to that end, a key component of the Food Policy Canada is the Food Policy Advisory Council. Uh, the Council is a diverse and multidisciplinary group of food system experts and leaders to help address food system challenges. The Advisory Council is looking at uh, food waste as a priority and working to develop recommendations on ways to support food waste reduction in Canada. That's really, really encouraging to know. And if listeners haven't had a chance to take a look at uh, a food policy for Canada, there's great resources available on the website. Certainly strong governance and uh, education, school food programming is part of the Canada food policy. And so we can see that the next generation will hopefully learn lots about the food system and also the food loss and waste, not just as a problem, but we'll have the brightest minds solving the problems and contributing to more food and less waste uh, right across the globe. That's really fantastic. And there are many actions needed, Jason, to increase the sustainability of our agri-food systems. How important is solving food loss in waste in the achievement of this overall aim for sustainability? So the United Nations Food Systems Summit last year uh, very much promoted uh, the role of food systems in overall sustainable development. In 2015, all member countries of the UN adopted the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, uh, which is a plan for action for people, planet, and prosperity. 
At the heart of this are the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, which cover important food-related goals such as zero hunger, good health and well-being, and responsible production consumption. Addressing food loss and waste is uh, both a way to help achieve these ambitious goals and an outcome of more sustainable food systems. Making better use of resources, keeping resources in circulation longer, and recycling waste back into production are some of the key aspects of circular food economies that are gaining traction as part of the sustainability efforts uh, across the world. It's also important to recognize that food loss and waste needs to be viewed not just as a, as a discrete problem to be solved, but as a constant consideration in all our dealings with food today and, and in the future. I really like that point that it's not just a, a target and a response problem solved, that it's going to require a, a change in worldview, um, what we produce and consume or how we produce it and consume it, whether that's at a household level or globally. And certainly um, we've been talking a lot about sustainability, but for the social reasons with the amount of hunger in our communities, in our homes or across the world that we want to be sure food isn't lost or wasted so that we can have uh, fewer hungry people. All kinds of things going on, uh, not only globally, but we'll talk after the break about what's happening in Canada. And thank you very much, Jason, for this helpful information and to give some encouragement uh, we can be overwhelmed with what we hear in terms of statistics or even what we see in our neighborhoods in terms of loss and waste. And uh, it's wonderful to know that at a very high level, things are going to be addressed and that help is on the way. After the break, we'll talk further with Jason Bayajon, Director, Food Policy Division, Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada, about the initiatives Canada has planned to reduce food loss and waste. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. We're speaking about progress across Canada in avoiding and managing food loss and waste with Jason Biagent, Director, Food Policy Division, Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada, as we look towards the United Nations Day of Awareness and Food Loss and Waste on September 29th. Jason, what are some of the key action areas in food loss and waste in Canada and what progress has been made? Food loss and waste occurs at all stages of Canada's food system, from farm to plate. Uh, according to some estimates, uh, food that is disposed of and could be avoided each year in Canada is a staggering $49.5 billion. Food waste is also filling for landfills, representing the single largest proportion of Canadian municipal solid waste disposed. Uh, the good news is that many Canadian businesses, uh, not-for-profit organizations, and governments are taking action at every level. Uh, for example, the National Zero Waste Council has been very active on food loss and waste, raising awareness through initiatives like Love Food, Hate Waste, Awareness Campaign, and bringing stakeholders together to discuss important aspects of the issue. Many food rescue organizations such as Second Harvest have also stepped up in recent years to help prevent food waste by redistributing surplus food with those in need. And many Canadian farmers, ranchers, fishers, and leading Canadian food businesses have also committed to reducing food loss and waste in their operations through a Target Measure Act approach. The federal government is also active on the issue through a variety of initiatives across multiple departments. Uh, for example, the Food Waste Reduction Challenge that was launched in 2020 as part of the Food Policy for Canada. This challenge differs from traditional government funding programs as it's designed as an outcome-based 
approach where innovators are awarded based on the results achieved during the challenge. Under the challenge, the competition monetary prizes act as a catalyst to mobilize talent to surface new thinking, perspectives, and ideas. The challenge has sparked new ideas and attracted over 500 applicants from innovators to deliver game-changing solutions that prevent or divert food waste, advanced technologies that extend the life of food, or transform food waste. Building on the momentum and lessons learned uh, through the Food Waste Reduction Challenge, uh, the Government of Canada committed to developing a new no-waste food fund with the objective to help all players along the food supply chain to commercialize and adopt ways to eliminate, reduce, or repurpose food waste. While the challenge helped to stimulate innovative solutions, it's anticipated this new program will facilitate the adoption of these solutions across our food systems to create meaningful reduction in food loss and waste. We're also uh, working with our colleagues at Environment and Climate Change Canada. In 2019, they published a report called Taking Stock, Reducing Food Loss and Waste in Canada that summarizes the current state of knowledge and practice on reducing food loss and waste across Canada's food systems. Through the Commission on Environmental Cooperation, they've worked with counterparts in the U.S. and Mexico to develop practical guidance for organizations to measure their food loss and waste, as well as the Food Matters Action Kit to engage youth on food loss and waste reduction. And currently, they're leading efforts to reduce methane emissions from landfills, much of which comes from the decomposition of food waste. Through these and, and many other actions, the government of Canada is playing a leadership role to make food loss and waste reduction a priority issue, convene stakeholders to drive meaningful reduction throughout the food system, and stimulate innovative solutions. I like the word leadership that you used there, Jason, and I think that the outcomes-based measures that you're talking about, it helps us all feel motivated to keep going. We hear some of the statistics of how much food is lost or wasted. It can seem overwhelming, but looking at outcomes and rewarding the behavior that we want to see, I think demonstrates really strong leadership and helps us keep going in the right direction to make the progress that we need. And all of the taking stock report is available on the government website, and it's a very interesting read and very helpful read. It lets us know where we are and where we need to go, um, validating the behavior that we want to see. So communicating clear, attainable targets, as well as strong leadership, as you mentioned, will bring about efficient and effective attainment of our food loss and waste goals. How can listeners keep up to date with what they can do to help and to remain current on results in Canada? In terms of uh, targets, Canada is committed to the UN Agenda on Sustainable Development, uh, which includes a high-level target to have per capita global food and waste at the retail and consumer levels and reduce food losses along the production and supply chains, including post-harvest losses. We are exploring opportunities for Canada to adopt domestic reduction targets for food loss and waste. Uh, This requires two things. First, we need to clarify what exactly this target is measuring. So we're working to develop technical definitions and a methodology that we've used to establish a baseline, set targets, measure progress. This will be done in consultation with food system stakeholders. Second, we're working towards developing a strategy in collaboration with food system stakeholders to set and meet those targets. I would note uh, engagement with food system stakeholders, including the public, is very valuable and has been at the heart of the food policy uh, with the theme, everyone at the table. Before the Food Policy Canada was launched, over 45,000 Canadians participate in consultations and their priorities and ideas help shape this public policy. Wow, that's great. 45,000 Canadians. That's quite a broad survey across a diverse range of Canadians. I'm sure a lot of great ideas came through in that survey as well. That's fantastic. So I'm wondering, Jason, in Canada, how is research, you had mentioned this survey, but there's a lot more going on. How is research helping create workable policy in Canada? 
Sound, credible, and timely evidence is key to effective policymaking, particularly from an issue like food loss and waste, which has linkages throughout the food system. Research is, is needed to understand the big picture, as well as dive deep on specific aspects of the issue, whether in academia, governments, or private sector are providing valuable insights on the issue. Uh, for example, some researchers have taken efforts to quantify Canada's food loss and waste footprint for each stage at the supply chain, which helps us know where policy solutions might be best targeted. Researchers are also doing deep dives on specific aspects, such as the relationship between plastic packaging and food waste. As a policymaker, this provides information that we use to enhance policy coherence, meaning that one set of policies is not at odds with another, and that policies are, are complementary. I mentioned earlier that the government of Canada is stimulating innovative solutions through the Food Waste Reduction Challenge. Uh, we're also creating innovative solutions through our own in-house research at Agriculture and Agriculture Canada, from using canola waste to produce biodiesel, to adapting a whey protein recovery process to improve the yields and properties of artisanal cheeses. Our scientists have been finding innovative ways to support the agriculture sector, reduce its waste, and create added value. Okay, so earlier in the show, you mentioned the circular economy, and you just mentioned now some research on using whey uh, waste and how really also government of Canada is establishing integrated coordinated. So one policy is not at odds with the other. And you've just demonstrated how research is doing that with the circular economy and the use of whey products. So really, really conceptual, consistent uh, conversation. And I think that that's very encouraging. Jason, we add the humanities, so philosophy, history and creativity to today food dialogue on this show? And how can these approaches be applied to avoiding food loss and waste? We know that there are a lot of reasons that contribute to food loss and waste throughout a supply chain, from operational inefficiencies, quality standards, and accurate forecasting and inventory management, and perhaps acceptance, whether it be our business or household, as seeing food waste as part of business as usual. I think this is where the humanities or social sciences can provide lessons and ways to disrupt these perspectives. Instead of seeing surplus and discarded food as waste or garbage and a cost of doing business, we need to start uh, seeing these as valuable resources and potential new revenue streams. Instead of seeing food loss and waste as an um, inevitable part of production and processing, uh, we are seeing that it is both possible and cost-effective to reduce a food loss. Uh, for example, there are many affordable and inventive technologies being developed using sensors and artificial intelligence that can significantly reduce on-farm food loss. So I think there's a lot to learn from uh, the diverse cultures that are represented in our country. I think we can look to Indigenous peoples in Canada and their respect for land and gratitude for the gifts of nature as a source of, of inspiration. Ultimately, this is about our relationship with food. And I think the social sciences can provide valuable insights on this relationship and food systems more broadly uh, to continuously improve production practices. Wow. So a real broad range of applicability, right from worldview and way of life and the Indigenous populations we have in Canada who have so much to share and teach us all. And then right through to the researchers. Very, very interesting. And this show is called Food for the Future. What can we do together as a nation to act now for a brighter way forward together? In order to, uh, to look forward, I think it's important to start with an appreciation of our strengths and uh, what we are already doing well. Canada has among the best agriculture and food systems in the world. We have um, a lot to be proud of and build on. We are leaders in a variety of important commodities and food products and have world-class food safety standards. The diversity of our food reflects the diversity of our country, and Canadians proudly support food that is sustainable and environmentally responsible. That's not to say that we can't do better. Um, 
There are still high rates of food-related chronic diseases. There is still too much food loss and waste. The carbon footprint of our supply chains and dietary patterns is still very big. And food insecurity remains to be a fundamental challenge for far too many, particularly in Indigenous and remote communities. Food systems are, are dynamic and constantly changing. I think this is where the Food Policy for Canada plays an important role as we move forward. The food policy provides a vision and long-term goals to help guide the path forward for food systems to be innovative, resilient, and sustainable. It also provides a basis for collaboration and bringing people together from across their food systems. Um, this is the reason for the food policy's unifying theme of everyone at the table. It's amazing to see what can be done, what can come to life when people work together and break down silos and build new bridges. For example, at the very early stages of the pandemic, diverse stakeholders from across the food system pulled together and formed new partnerships, novel approaches to address disruptions in the operations of food banks and other organizations working to address food insecurity. So for a brighter future and fundamentally the food policy, fostering greater collaborations from across Canada's food systems and taking a systems-based approach is needed. So the way forward together is, as you said, uh, everyone at the table. Great. Jason, do you have any final thoughts to offer our listeners? Uh, thank you, Peggy. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to discuss food loss and waste today. Final thought, our food system will be what we make of it, and our food systems will be what we make of them. Through the choices that each of us make every day, the more we learn, engage, and appreciate the food that helps fuel our lives and uh, defines our cultures, the natural environment from which it comes, and all the people that work so hard to grow it and get it to our plates, the better our food systems will become. That's a really encouraging final thought, Jason, and thank you for making it because we can feel so overwhelmed when we hear statistics, but we can do something about it. And certainly across Canada, as so much work has been done and so many good ideas yet to come. Thank you, Jason, to you and the entire team at Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada for your hard work and your commitment. It is very encouraging to hear about the planning, the leadership and the vision that you have provided for us. So thank you very much. Thank you. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking about the United Nations Day of Awareness of Food Loss and Waste coming up on September 29th, and about the strategies Canada has planned to address this pressing issue. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about, how could you help avoid food waste at home and in your community? Something to do, search the Government of Canada website for a recent report, Taking Stock, Reducing Food Loss and Waste in Canada. Also, visit the United Nations website for events and ways to participate in the International Day of Awareness of Food Loss and Waste coming up on September 29th. Next week on the show, it's City Farming. We'll be discussing microgreens and growing food in the city with Reese Devera, founder of Green City Aquaponics. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist, and you've been listening to the show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our platinum-level sponsors, Burnbrae Farms, Eggs for Life, and the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday at 8.30 on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca.